and I like come around and I hear Shane swearing so loud. Okay. But he's like, crap, there's crap everywhere. Welcome to A Clean Escape, a podcast that lets you climb under the hood of life in a van with the stories that don't make it onto Instagram. Mishap and misfortune, setbacks and bad luck, near calamity and clean escapes and why, despite all of that, van lifers keep getting out there to explore this big, beautiful world of ours. A Clean Escape is presented by Jack Frost, a company on a mission to make life on the road more comfortable, inspiring people to see the world and remember that it's worth saving along the way. Jack Frost is a minimal, use-everywhere body powder that's so effective you'll convince your mom you showered. Are you ready to be a cleaner dirtbag? Learn more at jackfrost.earth. Hi everyone, my name is Teresa and I'm the founder of Jack Frost. I'm taking over the podcast today because Dave is on his own adventure right now. Uh, so excited to be here and we're thrilled to have our guests today, Shane and Emily. Um, Emily, Shane, tell us a little bit about yourselves. Well, hi everybody. We are Shane and Emily. Oh, oh my, my goodness. goodness. Uh, um, I'm holding a baby right now and she just filled up her diaper. <laughs> I don't know if you recorded that, but I hope it got captured. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so we are the members of a duo called Arbor Season. We are what make up the duo. <laughs> That's it. There's nobody else. Because <laughs> then I guess it would be a trio. But uh, we play music full time and we live in a converted school bus that we converted during quarantine last year. And we just travel around the country playing like house shows and breweries and different kinds of concerts, lots of churches and things like that. Theme parks and weddings and anything. Whatever you want, we'll do it. Well, almost. <laughs> love it. I love it. So what made you guys get into the bus life? Well, so I remember when we were just gigging around, we we started out playing at Disney in Florida and then we're doing all these gigs and I, and we went to this one gig and this guy had an RV and he let me tour his RV and I was like, oh, this is really cool. And, and then he lifted up his bed and his clothes were there and I'm like, wow, this is amazing. And he was a younger guy and he said that he lived in this thing full time and I'm like, what the heck? You could do that. And so I kind of became obsessed with it ever since and started looking up vlogs. And I found this couple called Gone with the Winds. And then it just got me obsessed. Then boom, I started uh, looking into RVs. We bought an RV, lived in that for four years. And then it was like after two years of living in the RV, I started looking on Instagram and seeing that people were converting school buses. And I thought that looked way cooler. Um, and so that, that sparked the interest. And so I've kind of been obsessive about it since, I don't know, for like two, three years. This is our third school bus that we've bought, but the first one that we've actually converted. True story. Yeah. Oh. It was like a crazy thing. And then quarantine hit and then the rest is history. I we All of our shows got canceled. We had three months and I'm like, let's do this we're so like we're, we finally have enough time to actually convert one of the school buses we bought <laughs> oh that is too cool so where were you guys when you were converting the school bus Fredericktown, missouri which is my hometown you can't race. say it in a different way it has to be it has to be Fredericktown, <laughs> <Missouri>. <laughs> <'Cause that's> 
So we were literally parked in my sister's driveway at her house. I remember telling her that we were going to like go buy a bus and being like, can we park it in your driveway? And she was like, I mean, I guess my neighbors already hate me for all of my cats pooping in their yard. So sure. (laughs) Well, that works. Um, And that was a three month process. So, you know. They don't have to deal with it forever, but you guys got a great bus, a great home out of it, it sounds like. Oh, yeah. And the neighbors actually loved it. They would like come in and take pictures while we were converting it. And they'd be like, you have to bring it back when it's done so we can see what it looks like. (laughs) It ended up being a cool thing that actually brought her neighborhood together. So you're welcome, Liz. Yeah, Liz. (laughs) You're welcome, Liz. (laughs) So uh, can you guys tell us a little bit about your music and your music journey and what it's like to perform on the road? Well, our journey has been like very interesting because we started off like eight years ago or something as just friends playing music together full time. We didn't even start dating until we'd been playing music together for three years, which at this point we like owned a business together. We were like starting to travel, doing some shows and um, we weren't, we were just like fighting all the time because we were like in love, but we weren't ready to like commit to each other because we had all sorts of like history and stuff. (laughs) And um, so we used to go up to Nashville like once a month and we were like, we want to write like a hit song. That's what we want to do, which we didn't obviously, because if we did, then you would know who we were. Um, But we did write any hits and we realized that like the music we were putting out wasn't something that we really loved listening to but instead since we'd started traveling so much which this happened after we started dating um we were listening to like all this indie folk music because that was just what felt great when you're like driving through the mountains it's like you got to listen to some mandolin and some banjo (laughs) and I was like I want to write music like this and Shane was like me too and so then we made the switch and we changed our band name from Shane and Emily to Arbor season and changed like our whole musical vibe. And we've been so, so happy like ever since then. And to explain like how we do it on the road, that is, uh, so I, we did it. We were part of a house show network in Tampa and we did a few house shows and I was like, wow, this is way better than four hour cover gigs. And don't get me wrong. I really liked the cover gig scene. It was a lot of fun, but singing your own songs for an hour in front of a listening audience was a no-brainer and we made a little bit more than we did in the cover band stuff so i was like and i loved traveling too so i'm like i bet we could do this on the road full time and uh this has been like almost three or four years now doing this and we've i think we have about 400 contacts across the country um uh, for house shows and every year just keeps growing and growing and it's turning into its own thing which is really cool That was the song Arcadian by Arbor Season. And how we actually make it happen, now that we have two children, we have a two and a half year old and a six week old, and we bring a nanny on the road with us because life would be impossible without a third person to supervise my children. While I wow. Wow. Well, congratulations on the baby, of course. And 
how do you get that job as a nanny? <laughs> what a great job. <laughs> she, she was a family into, friend. Yeah. She like kind of fell into our laps because I used to go to church with her family when I was younger. And I literally like ran into her mom at Walmart one day. And she was just telling me that like her daughter was a nanny for this family up in New Jersey. And I was like, we need a nanny because we had this other girl that was with us, but she she was married and she she's still married but she wanted to like have a baby so she was gonna like leave after being our nanny for a few months and I was like well I need somebody else now and her mom told me later that like she had spent the last year like praying that her daughter would specifically come on the road with us to be our nanny because she thought it would be so cool and I was like no way I know I was like (laughs) and so she went with us for six months last year and now she's going to be with us from April till October this year and she is the most amazing person in the whole entire world we love her (laughs) wow you guys lucked out you all everybody in the situation lucked out it sounds like I hope she feels that way she says she does but I'm like you're just nice you wouldn't tell me if you (laughs) (laughs) okay so that partially answers my question how do you do this whole traveling gig with family um i'm sure there are some struggles of course as there are just in the daily life for anybody but do you guys run into you know any struggles having the kiddos on the road any crazy stories that you guys have 10 bucks says that shane's gonna say no but my answer is gonna be different (laughs) yeah for me i think it's been super great like it hasn't been difficult from uh from my point of view um i find that we just I don't know. I I think the reason why it's super easy. Yeah, there's a couple of times where we're like, oh, wow, this is kind of overwhelming when it just comes to like two kids crying at the same time in a really small space. <laughs> uh, it almost feels like a dramatic movie. But I always remember or I think about other families who ha- who go through like real problems. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like and I've been surrounded by real problems my whole life growing up and like in, you know, this kind of run downtown in Canada and and it was a really bad part of town. So I've just, I've seen a lot of struggling families and we are not that. And so for me, I see yeah. our situation as honestly, it's, it's a, it's a freaking breeze from my perspective. I have to agree on that. Like it's amazing. It's definitely more fun traveling with our kids than it was without them for sure. Even though we had cats and that mm-hmm. was pretty fun, <laughs> but um, <laughs> we don't have any like crazy stories thankfully, of anything weird that's happened. Although I will say yesterday baby juno had a blowout and i had to wipe off her toes so that was pretty oh, crazy good for her <laughs> but that would happen in the house i would have uh, every I, now and then it can, like today was a little bit difficult because like shane was doing his online job and he's doing that and i'm just like okay i need to get sawyer out because he's been in his car seat all day so i try to like go walk around the mall and then juno's crying because she's hungry and i'm like I don't know what to do while I'm standing in the line at this mall and like the children are unhappy, but it's small things. And it's like, you would have the same issues in a house. They would just be slightly, they would look a little different, you know? Sure. Sure. Yeah. Well, I have to say you guys have an incredible perspective and you're, you're so right. There's a lot of bigger issues. So I'm glad that you guys are enjoying it. It sounds like a total blast and a great way to, show your kids the world, you know, and to live relatively simply, I would assume. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think um, another great aspect of traveling with kids is if I'm walking from my bus to the store, I have 
it, for me, if Sawyer was like, if my son wasn't with me, I would just be walking to the store. It wouldn't be an ordeal. I wouldn't even think about it. Um, but then when we're walking from the bus to the store together and he points at everything outside, look, look at that car, look at the tree. Oh, look, birds. <laughs> like he just notices everything and it's so exciting. And so for me, I just, I feel like I enjoy things that I've taken for granted being older. And I don't know, just having a kid with you just makes every experience just so much better. Changes your perspective. Yeah, I can imagine. I feel like a lot of us need that perspective from a kid. They keep it simple and it's, you know, uh-huh. they're paying attention to the important things, I guess, the truly important things. Yes. Aww. So what happened when you guys told your family that you were going to live out of your bus? My parents stopped talking to me. I actually still don't talk to them. Uh, I'm just kidding. That's not true. Um, so my dad always, we, we talk once in a while. We, we actually don't talk a lot, but that's just, our, our relationship is super tight and really, really great. But um, we're just, talk. we just don't talk often. Every few months we call each other and we're like, we just pick up right where we left off and we're just really chill that way, I guess. But he always mm-hmm. calls. He's like, do you still love Jesus? You still play music? Awesome. You know, he doesn't really, he doesn't really care. He loves it. He thinks it's fantastic. And my mom actually was inspired by our lifestyle. So she ended up selling her home, buying an RV, and now she travels full time in an RV as well. Um, so that's fun. Wow. And my parents, so my inspiring. Parents oh, yeah. We're so inspiring. <laughs> oh, no way. I think that's great. That's so great that your mom saw what you guys were doing and decided it was a good fit for her life as well we traveled together for like all of last summer and okay little uh side story here since we brought it up when we first took the bus out on the road like the first week we were on this like crazy back road and like we realized pretty quickly that our bus is really slow up hills but we were like we probably won't ever get stuck on a hill but we did but she was behind us in her RV and she literally pushed us up the hill with her RV twice. This happened in one day. She saved our butts, like oh. saved our butts. And then we got a mechanic to come out and fix whatever the issue was, which I think had something to do with like taking the governor off or something. So now we don't get stuck on hills, but we will go really slow. But experience. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I, I, Looking back at riding in school buses, you know, as a kid, I don't, I don't remember them ever hauling up hills very well. So that doesn't totally surprise me. <laughs> I was surprised because I was homeschooled, so I never rode a school bus. <laughs> oh, <laughs> are you guys gonna homeschool your kiddos? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I already, I wanted to anyways. So this lifestyle just kind of made it where that was the only option. So <laughs> if people want to do you, like, what are you gonna do? I love that. Yeah. And what better way to learn than to actually see places and see things and put your hands on stuff, you know, instead of just a classroom. Exactly. I love you said that because that was the thing that made me realize that I wanted to actually have kids when we were still living in the RV because I was like, I want a house first. And then one of our friends said exactly what you just said. And I was like, Oh my gosh, that makes sense. Okay, Shane, let's go have yeah. a baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. I, I love it. I'm sure your kids will too. Um, <laughs> yeah, I hope so too. <laughs> uh, was there a time that you guys even just for a moment regretted the bus life? Nope. Yes. Well, if, yeah. We're just, <laughs> um, I, you know what? There was that one time when... Oh, 
Okay, so that it was just one week. It was the first week we got on the road. The accelerator rod broke, and I'm not a mechanic. Like but, three times. But I was like on the side of the road, and this story is really fun. But I I didn't know what I was doing, so I called my mechanic who was working on it before we left, and I told him what was going on. He said, "Oh, look under your you know your hood or whatever, not the hood, you know the dog house." And and so I looked under, and he said, "Do you see a little a dangling rod?" I'm like, "Yes." I'm like, "Oh no." And so he's like, fix that. I'm like, thanks. And then <laughs> I had to like fix that without any instruction. And so it took about six hours. Emily ended up getting picked up by a friend, staying at their house overnight with the kids and a nanny. and Just one kid. Oh, one kid at that time. And then <laughs> I, I, my mom was there too with her RV. And I, it was like New Year's Eve. And so I, when I finally fixed it, that it was like exactly when all the fireworks started going off, and then I drew. It was like a magical moment. It was crazy, but <laughs> um, there was that. Our air conditioner broke. Our power wasn't working when we would plug in, and then our air conditioner broke again. We had like a defective unit that we had bought, and oh gosh, what else happened? There was so much stuff that happened that first week. Our floors were still plywood. We didn't even have our toilet ready to be used. We didn't have running water yet. Like things were built, but a lot of stuff wasn't quite usable yet. And to top it all off, it was during a massive heat wave. And so we're all, we're just hot. (laughs) Nothing is working. And like by the third time that we tried to plug in and run our air conditioner, I went outside and I was pregnant also. So I was super nauseous and like wanting to throw up all the time. And I just like broke down because we were getting ready to do a house show and it was with like a, an old family friend who used to be like the pastors of this church that we went to. And I was getting ready to go inside and say hi to her. And I'm like, I'm not prepared to do this. And I walked out of the bus. And as soon as I went behind it, I just like couldn't even hold it in. I'm sobbing. And Shane's mom, she knew that was why I went out there. And she came out there and she was just hugging me and comforting me. And I was just like, what have we done? <laughs> it, was so terrible. it was a horrible, horrible week. But- the first time I questioned it was that first hill we got on the on the highway we go up that first hill it was the first time i'd ever been in the bus and i literally was like shane this has to be illegal to go this slow Uh, what have we done like we're supposed to travel all summer in this thing like what do you want from me i can't do this it was so bad (laughs) oh so do you guys have uh a repaired air conditioning now (laughs) yeah so what we haven't we bought a second one. That was what it was. And so that we, was the one that broke. So the one that's actually mounted into the side of the bus and I built works. a wall around it, it always worked. It still works. Um, but it, we needed an extra one because of the heat wave. Yeah. So we had like a portable one that we put in there and it was defective. And since it was during a heat wave, we went to go replace it with another one and they were sold out at like every single hardware store in Erie, Pennsylvania. And so it was like, forget it. I don't care. I'm just going to sleep in the heat. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, I'm glad you guys are past that, especially with the kiddos and the the bus with you, too. Now a quick message from the sponsor of the show. Where do you put Jack Frost, you say? Why, you use it as a deodorant. It exfoliates, controls odor, and keeps things dry. You put it in your shoes to keep your feet from being funky. You put it on your hair as a dry shampoo. You even put it on your groin. That's right, your groin! To soothe and dry your skin and combat chafe. 
You tap it on your clothes to keep them smelling good. You rub it on your skin to get rid of the stickiness from sweat. You can even take a frosty shower by putting it in your sleeping bag before you jump inside. Jack Frost, it's like a shower you take with you everywhere you go. Thanks for putting up with that. And now, back to the show. Let's get into some of the good stuff. Um, tell, me about, tell, tell me about a time when things went horribly wrong. Can you tell us about a van life misadventure that involved a bathroom? This seems to be a trend. I feel like every time we talk to somebody, there's always some bathroom story. So I imagine you guys have one as well. I have one, but this is from the RV. Am I allowed to tell that? Yes. You're on the road. You're on the road. You go, You both can share one if you want. Well, the school, the school bus one, our pee bucket just overflowed a few times, like on our nature's head toilet. And oh, so we had to like really get that on lock on like, okay, noticing when it's getting full and then dumping it. Um, but that happened twice. That really sucked. But we don't do that anymore. No, but back when we had the RV and we had a black water tank. <laughs> I will never forget. I was on a walk and we were at an RV park. And this was like in the earlier days of the RV. I think we had just had like a nice weekend. We like went away. We drove like three hours away to go play at these gigs in like a different city in Florida than where we lived. And it was this nice little weekend. And we get to this RV park and I went for a walk with one of our cats or something. And I like come around and I hear Shane swearing so loud. Okay. He was not saying crap, but I'm going to say crap. And he's like, crap. There's crap everywhere. <laughs> he doesn't know that I can hear him and I come around and like he was trying to dump the black water tank and it just like sprayed all over. Him. Oh no. It was, it so was awful. <laughs> See, I knew there was a good story here. There always is. So so for those listeners who are unfamiliar with the different types of um, devices to uh, use in the restroom. What is a nature's head toilet? So that's a composting toilet. There's different ones. Okay. Like they have, what's the air? I think Airhead's another one or something. Nature's head is like the number one though. That's like the one everybody gets. Right? That's the one that everybody wants, but it's it was the most expensive part of our whole entire build. They're like a thousand dollars, but wow. so worth it. Like it never smells in our bathroom. Like so and, easy to clean. Yeah. It's just, it's really, really great. And the whole black water tank thing, I would never go back because with the nature's head toilet, you can always like empty your liquids in like a rest area toilet. You can like, once the composting is done, you can just put it in like a biodegradable trash bag and like throw it in a dumpster and it's perfectly legal. Or someone's yard if you don't like them. (laughs) (laughs) But like, you don't have to go searching for a place to dump our black water every few days. And when we were in the RV, it was a constant thing that we were having to do it was like oh the tank is full we have to go pay someone to let us dump hoping that they'll let us do it the only thing we ever especially since we have solar the only thing that we have to do is fill up our water somewhere yeah and that's not that hard to figure out it's so free you can do that gas station churches friends houses i I mean there's just so oh it's just so great it's (laughs) It's so fantastic It's the little things in life, right? (laughs) You're very aware of the little things in life and they become very big. (laughs) I believe that. So do you guys have a shower in your build out in your uh, bus? 
we do. We do, and we I use do. it every day. I'm going to use it tomorrow. <laughs> but I'm not going to tell you how often or how not often. You're I totally do that. not going to use it tomorrow because we have a hotel. Oh, the hotel's the next night. Yeah, I have to do it tomorrow. Anyway, yeah, we have a. And we also tomorrow's it, the day. <laughs> There's also a little tub that's uh, you stand in the tub and then you shower. So we went with that option instead of just like a shower basin or whatever that thing's called like the shower floor just going straight down into the gray water tank but we did the the tub so that we can give our son baths and baby juno baths and, and it was super cheap we bought a galvanized tub from tractor supply company for 30 dollars and turned that into our bathtub so life hack oh wow yeah. yeah, you guys have some great hacks to share. You know, I, I imagine this van life can be very expensive or the bus life can be very expensive. But from conversations we've had, it sounds like there are some great hacks out there to avoid some of the higher priced items, you know, and still get some of the luxury. I always see that. I see people. So I'm part of like a million Facebook groups and people will always comment and say, don't do the bus life. If you don't have money, it's not as easy as you think. And I, it, that can be true and even we go to all the tiny house festivals and we see bus bills that are like pristine like immaculate like <laughs> we must spend eighty thousand dollars on their bill where for <laughs> us everything including buying the bus was under 20 grand so like it really just depends on how you do it it doesn't have to be that crazy but it definitely is the most expensive up front like building your home but yeah. after that, I mean, the lifestyle itself is, I, in my it's pretty opinion, cheap to maintain. Way cheaper than living in a house and owning a car. And cheaper than an RV because RV repairs tend to be really expensive because you usually need somebody that like specifically works on RVs to do it. And they charge a lot of money. Whereas with this kind of stuff, it's like you can, anybody that knows how to fix stuff can pretty much fix it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it sounds like everybody's pretty helpful and willing to lend a hand uh, out on the road. Have you guys yeah. had any experiences with having to help other people out of a rut or getting helped out? Um, Not yet, only because... Um, it took three months to build it. Like we bought the, uh, the bus in April and then it took us a while to build it. But like, not that I can, not that I can remember it. We're still kind of new in the bus life and RV life is really different than bus life. Cause RVs, every RVers, man for themselves. Yeah. Well, RVers, they just, they, don't, they honestly just stick to themselves. It's not, there's no community. And if there is, we didn't find it in the four years we lived in an RV. Right. Yeah. Um, which so, is another reason we went with a school bus we love the community it is literally a family like because i know that if we were to get in a rut there are a bunch of people that like would be able to help us like uh, mike from navigation nowhere i mean that tech heat that's a rut that he had to help us out of yes yes okay so this kind of ties into like one of the questions that we were going to answer um which is it was sort of a freak accident um so i woke up in the middle of the night because I thought I smelled something funny and it smelled like something was burning. And I kept going and like checking the utility closet. And I was like, I don't know what this is, but I finally told Shane, I was like, I smell something. I don't know what it is. And at this point we had gotten up to long Lake, New York in the Adirondacks and it was really cold. It was like the first time that we were in freezing temperatures with the bus. And so 
he goes outside and our four AGM batteries were literally like smoking. And those are the batteries that like powered everything in the house, like our refrigerator and like everything that was running off of solar. And they're like smoking and melting and our inverter inside is like smoking. And we're freaking out because we're like, something's going to catch on fire like any second now. But I didn't, I wasn't. I didn't know how to unplug things safely at that point. I do now, thank God. But like, we just didn't want anything horrible to happen while we were trying to fix it. And so he like called Mike from Navigation Nowhere and he was like, I hope he answers. And Mike is amazing. And it was like 11 at night and he answered and he like walked Shane through step by step on how to disconnect everything safely so that nothing would catch on fire and like literally saved our lives that night. Literally. And then he rebuilt our whole solar wall. Yeah, he he hooked it up. That wouldn't ever happen again. Oh, thank goodness. Um, so that's clearly a great story of someone <laughs> lending a hand. That should go to the top of the list. <laughs> I would say so. I'll remember that. Next time yeah. That's, oh, thank goodness. Oh man. So, have you guys have any have have you had any memorable wildlife experiences? Not us personally, but since we're talking about Mike. well, kind of. I, I well, I'll I'll tell this part of the story because this was crazy. So we were in the Adirondacks vid- visiting uh, Mike from Navigation Nowhere and um, Dale, who is also converting his bus, and they're, they're all friends and close. Anyway, so we're hanging out with them, and Emily is coming out of the bus, and then Dale is like saying, "Emily, Emily, come here, come, come, come," and Emily's like, "What?" And, and Dale actually took a video of this whole thing. We actually, he, he captures this bear that was right behind our bus. And Emily literally runs. And as soon as she turns her head to look in the direction where the bear was, the bear walked behind the bus and she never even saw it. I never saw it. <gasps> Camera the whole time. And so that same bear, we think. Um, Bobo. We called him Bobo. Uh, they call him Bobo. Um, Mike from Navigation Hour was hanging out inside of his bus, and one day he felt the bus move, but he was expecting his dad to show up. So he's just like, oh, must be my dad. Hey, dad, I'm in the back. But his dad never answered. And so he peeked around the corner, and there was a bear in his bus with him. And so he was freaking out, and then the bear finally left the bus and walked out. And so we're pretty sure that was Bobo. Oh, so Bobo was friendly to the best of our knowledge. So far, we haven't had any reason to think otherwise. Good, good. Glad to hear. Yes. So after the things you guys have experienced on the road and throughout the build of your your bus and your RV life, what makes you want to keep getting out there on the road? That's a really good question because it's like, I know that I want to stay on the road, but sometimes I don't know why. (laughs) Me, honestly, it's just, I always think back on this one adventure. We went on the RV like four years ago. We went all the way to the, um, you would probably know where this is. Haystack Rock in Oregon. Yes. Yeah. So we went, we went all, we, it was me, Emily, two friends, uh, three other friends. And so me and Emily weren't even married at the time. We were just dating. And so we had all these people in this bus. I mean, this RV, we went across the whole entire country pretty much. Like three times. Cause we went out West. Then we went to New Jersey and then we went to Arizona and then we came back to Florida. We like did a big old zigzag. Yeah. In in how many weeks was it? Seven weeks. Seven weeks. Yeah. And so 
I always just remember all the adventures and the memories. And so for me, I'm just, I love being on the road because every single state is so different. Every little city that we go to is so different. And if we go back to the same city, even that experience is different. So I grew up living in like uh, 15 different houses. I went to seven different elementary schools. I'm just so used to change. (laughs) So, and I moved, you know, I moved from Canada to the States. There's just so many new things that happens with me that I think I'm just addicted to new adventures and new things. And it's funny because I grew up exactly the opposite in the same town. Basically I lived in two houses my whole entire life. And so on the other side of it, I'm like, I couldn't wait to like experience new things all the time because I was around the same thing for so very long. (laughs) Yeah, I can imagine. And then of course, you know, showing your kids the world. So that's a huge um, win in and of itself, I would say. Definitely. Yeah. I just like can't imagine staying in one place because... I don't know. Like every time that we do for a long period of time, I enjoy it, but I can't wait to get back out on the road. There's something so magical about even like when we stay overnight at a Walmart parking lot and like we go get our groceries and Shane's doing his work and I take the kids with me and we get groceries and come back and I make dinner and we're like, where are we going to stay tomorrow? I don't know. Let's go to the state park. Oh, look at this cute little coffee shop in this town and just... I don't know. It's just so magical. Yeah. It is. Golly, yeah. I love my life. Me too. <laughs> you guys, you're so inspiring. Oh my goodness. I'm like, can you swing by and pick me up? <laughs> oh, our nanny is in October, so hit me up. <laughs> there we go. You guys have enough space. Come on, we're good. <laughs> we got bunk heads in here already. Oh, did you guys build those out too? We did, yeah. You did. Yeah. Wow. We of did course. With the intention yeah. of like our son using the bottom one, but he definitely still sleeps in bed with us because I am lazy. So, do you guys have any advice for people who are either new to the bus life or thinking about giving it a try? Yes. Yeah. I got two Let's things that it. automatically stuck <laughs> out. One, I, I'm just so against credit cards. I'm so against debt. And so like, especially if you, if you're living this life, if you're debt free, um, you're where you, you just have so many more options on like where you want to go and how you go and how you do it. So I feel like if you're debt free, you just have a lot more options than if you weren't. Um, so that's just one thing that I would say. Um, and then another thing would be make sure you get lithium batteries. That was the best decision we've ever made. (laughs) Ever. It changed everything. Everything. I I don't remember the last time we even thought about power usage. I used my curling iron a couple days ago. That was amazing. <laughs> that was so wonderful to just like be sitting, not plugged in, not running a generator. And our batteries were at 100% the whole time I curled my hair. Like yeah. that was so great. And honestly, just being active on Instagram and finding other bus people and commenting on their stuff and trying to meet up with these people. Join the community. Don't yeah. be shy. And I, my piece of advice, I have, I have two things as well. Number one, it's kind of advice. Um, we literally never had built a single thing in our whole entire lives before this bus had never like even sort of ventured into anything like this. And so if we can do it, anyone can do it. We also had a really tiny budget. I just hear people making a lot of excuses like, you know, I don't have the budget for it or 
Yeah. I have kids, so uh, you can hear our kids crying on. in the background. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be back. You talk to Emily. Guys, I'll be but back. I'm like, anyone. I do know. <laughs> you can Like, if we could build it, you can build it. And my number one thing that's something that I kind of try to, like, remind myself of and tell myself every day is embrace the discomfort. Bad name. <laughs> because <laughs> there will be discomfort. A hundred percent. Like it's going to happen just like in any situation. You can't have the mindset that you wouldn't have discomfort if you weren't doing this lifestyle. I have to fight that in myself all the time, but I find that if I just embrace it, like, gosh, yesterday it was hot, babies were crying and we were like trying to park and I needed to make dinner, but I knew it was going to make everything hot. And instead of like getting stressed and overwhelmed, I'm just like, this is a moment in time. It's uncomfortable and it's going to make me love the comfort of the cool night air tonight so much more. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, that's the discomfort is what makes us stronger people. It builds our character and it helps you just appreciate things in life that a lot of people don't even realize are a blessing. So, right. You're so right. And it's just a different set of discomfort, I guess, you know, living in a home, I'm sure you experience something totally different, but I think from your guys's experience, it sounds like the, the benefits that come out of living life on the road and in your bus far outweigh being stuck in one place in a house. Sure. You can control the temperature, <laughs> but yep. you guys seem to be getting so much more out of it than if you were in, in a home, in a house you know, stuck Absolutely. to the ground somewhere. So Absolutely. that's a really great perspective. I would be yeah. so bored. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's discomfort too. <laughs> Just a different kind. Exactly. So I'm going to ask you guys some rapid fire questions. Um, if you can answer them, try to keep them to a sentence or two, whatever comes to mind. So okay. the first one, you ready? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't think we're ready. We're Let's do it. All right. You got this. How do you stay clean on the road? Shower. Put everything away as soon as you're done with it. <laughs> Love it. What do you consider bus life essentials? Not equipment as much as possessions. Baby wipes. <laughs> <laughs> Baby wipes. For everything. <laughs> for your bus, for your counters, and for your babies. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite driving song? Oh, Why would you ever ask me that? I'm I know. Any song by Gregory Allen Isakoff. Sure. Okay. What's your favorite place that you visited? Alaska. Juneau, Alaska. But we never went in our bus. Still. Or our RV. We've never even driven there. <laughs> you, te you technically answered the question. <laughs> but to Emily's point, what's, the fa what's your favorite place that you guys have visited Pacific in your Oregon. bus or RV? Where? Pacific City, Oregon. Oh, good choice. Okay. What's one thing <laughs> that what's one thing that everyone should know before they live out of their bus? I I would suggest renting uh staying at an Airbnb in a bus. Um there's Airbnb buses and tiny homes everywhere. Oh right, that's right. Okay. What would you tell someone who doesn't understand the appeal of bus life? You don't know until you try it. You don't know there you go. <laughs> well, I did it, and now I'm a believer. <laughs> <laughs> and what's your favorite book you've either read on the road or that has inspired you guys to travel? 
I like uh, To Kill a Mockingbird was the first book I read that got me into reading full time. I read all the time now because of that book. So I'm going to say that. But that has nothing to do with traveling. It, it does for me. Okay. <laughs> there we go. All right, you guys, do you have any closing thoughts? I wish there were more rapid fire questions. I'm just kidding. Oh, man. <laughs> Good to know. We're, we, we're going to notate that. <laughs> oh, this is something that I should have said as a piece of advice. My last thing is to anyone out there whose boyfriend or girlfriend or spouse is trying to convince them to do it. And they're like, I just don't know what I'm going to do with all my clothes. What if I hate it? I said all the same things. I didn't want to do it. I thought Shane was crazy. And the second I moved into the RV, that was it. And I've never, ever wanted to go back. So seriously, just give it a try because you never know. You might love it. And if you have to go back to a house, you always can. But might as well give it a try and see if you love it. Yeah, for sure. And we're Christians too. So that's just like a big part of our life and why we love traveling too because – I am just reminded constantly how amazing God made the U.S. Like every state is so dramatically different. Like you have Arizona, you have the Adirondacks, you have you know, you have Oregon, Washington, and then you have Florida and Texas. Like everything is so different. And I don't know if there's another country that offers such a variety. I mean, maybe there is, but not the one that I can think of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. We're kind of a country full of different countries. And we're so fortunate because, um, you know, we are so the US is so big, and we can uh, fit so many different types of terrains and uh, ecosystems really into the space that we have. So I think you're probably right about that chain. Um, all right, guys. Well, a huge thanks to our guests, Emily and Shane. Um, you guys, where can people find you? Um, so Arbor Season, uh, it's spelled A-R-B-O-U-R because I'm Canadian. Arbor Season uh, is everything. So you, you can, can find Google us. Google us, our Instagram, Facebook, Spotify. It should all pop up. Yep. And then Arbor Season Express is our page specifically on Instagram for our bus. Beautiful. All right, you guys. Well, thank you all, um, all three of you, for joining today. We really appreciate it. Juno saying goodbye. Oh, by the way, our baby's name is Juno after Juno, Alaska. I just had to throw that out there because I think it's cute. And our other son's name is Sawyer. And we have to give a shout out to Simeon. My brother. Hanging out with Sawyer so we can make this podcast happen. So we're sponsored today by Simeon. (laughs) Thank you, Simeon. This has been an episode of A Clean Escape, a podcast celebrating all the ways life on the road can get messy. Do you have an epic van life misadventure you'd like to share? Drop us a line at jackfrost.org slash podcast, and your story could be featured on the show. A Clean Escape is presented by Jack Frost, a do-everything deodorant, dry shampoo, foot, and body powder on a mission to make van life more comfortable and end single-use plastics everywhere. If you like the show, please give us a five-star rating and review. This podcast is a creation of Jack Frost LLC and Oddball Media. It's made possible by the extraordinary leadership of our co-founder, Teresa Wallace, the savvy musical production of Samantha Mullen, and the brilliant work of executive producer Bella Mullen. I'm your host, Dave McGahey. That's all for now. May the road take you to amazing places. And whatever happens, may you make a clean escape. 
All music in this episode besides the Clean Escape theme song is by Arbor Season.